Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pied del Canyon, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's the Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> that's right, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to this Tuesday edition of the, <laughs> the Bravo Show. How are you doing, guys? It is, it is currently 8.30 a.m. Central European Time. Um, for those of you podcast downloaders, you angelic beings, I don't know what time it is where you are, but thank you, thank you for joining us. All right, my God, did I torture those elves this morning, Natch? Oh, bruises, cuts and scrapes, and they produced oh, a spectacular show for us today. Today we asked 100 humans to name a reason someone might buy a self-help book. Nombra un razón por la que alguien podría comprar un libro de autoayuda. Um, a lot of people kind of on on Instagram when I, uh, you know, I share most of the stuff that I do on Instagram, right? You know that, right, guys? Um, tons of people responded, like tons. And um, a lot of people uh, made, it their, uh, made it their mission to, uh, to express their hatred for self-help books there. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into that in the second part of the show. Also, in the second part of the show, we'll find out about a restaurant, a vegan restaurant in Macclesfield, and what they've had to do due to rising cost. Crecientes costos, would you say? Or oh, costos crecientes? Yes. Okay. Oh, look at me. Look at me. All right. And then today's unpopular opinion is most self-help books only offer common sense repackaged as new advice. Mm. Um, la mayoría de los libros de autoayuda solo ofrecen sentido común um, reempaquetado como nuevos consejos. Natch, I'm surprising myself in my Spanish. You must be freaking out in there. <laughs> ah, but <laughs> with all that said, guys, a big good morning to all of those amazing people joining me in the uh, audience today. We have BTI, Vero, The Bridge, um, Carmen, Eugene, and many more who haven't said good morning yet. How are you doing, guys? If you want to be as cool and as sexy as those people joining me in the audience, simply go to twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian um bontwyman says good morning friends um vero says dobroye utro, utro eugene i think that must be russian <laughs> uh the bridge says good morning rob how's that face coming along um the bone doesn't hurt like it used to so you know small miracles you know i've been to i've been told i don't i need to be less negative about all the troubles i'm having natch so on the positive side my demon dentist has helped me lose so much weight. <laughs> it's true. I've nearly lost all my Christmas weight. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you, Yamal. <laughs> oh, nearly lost my, um, uh, yeah, I lost my implants too. <laughs> and 1,300 euros. So there you go. That's how that's going. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Carmen says, good morning, beautiful people. Eugene Vero, thanks. It's already afternoon here. Um, obviously, Eugene joining us all the way from Russia there. I'll tell you what, friends. I'm here. You're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. First of all, it's Tuesday. How are you doing, Natch? Very well, thank you. Yeah, you're looking forward to any any Tuesday plans? Tuesday, they say, is the, is the what is it, the, the cursed day or something like that? I'm looking forward to today. For me, the cursed day is Thursday because of the meetings. Black armband for all the time that I've lost. <laughs> All right, let's get into some news. I'll tell you what, guys. Let's get into some news. Something you've probably already heard. Um, King Charles III. Have you heard the news about King Charles III match? Yes, I have. King Charles III diagnosed with cancer, um, says Buckingham Palace. El Rey Carlos III. Would you say Rey Carlos III? Or? Carlos III. Tar Carlos III. Rey Carlos III. Diagnosticado con cancer, dice um, el Palacio de Buckingham. King Charles has been diagnosed with a form of cancer, Buckingham Palace announced. 
without saying um, the type, diag the diagnosis came during treatment for enlarged prostate, but it's confirmed not to be prostate cancer. King Charles, aged 75, has started regular treatments and will temporarily step back from public duties to focus on his health while maintaining his constitutional responsibilities and private meetings. He informed his sons personally um, with Harry planning a visit to the UK. The king remains optimistic about his treatment and aims to return to full public duties as soon as possible. The palace has chosen not to disclose further details about the cancer's stage or prognosis. This announcement follows the king's proactive approach to health issues, having previously raised awareness for prostate checks. Woo! Um, let's see what people are saying. Vero says, Carlos Tercero, thank you, Vero. Can we get a, a nivelazo for Vero, please? Come on. Buy a nivelazo. Um, no hay mal que por bien no venga. I, too, am an expert at making the most the positive out of adversity. Adversity, says the bridge. Jeez, I can't speak to me. Um, yeah, this is uh, sad news. Sad news. As you know, I'm no fan of, um, of, of sausage fingers, but I don't obviously wish harm on anyone. It's not like I particularly dislike Charles over any other kind of royal. I just don't understand the need for um, a royal family in um, in the modern day but i will say it is um uh, yeah it's um, a sad time for him and his family um and yeah and hope um, hopes that he gets better i don't know do, do you have a, one thing I, I i have read a million times since um since seeing this news natch is you know so many people of diagnosed with cancer every day and no one says anything and it has to be a famous person for people to take notice. I mean, sure, my argument to that would be, look, um, if it's in the if it's in the public eye, surely that's good for creating awareness, you know? No one would give a damn if I was diagnosed with cancer, but, you know, with it being King Charles or if it was someone else, you know, maybe, um, maybe that helps raise awareness. Get your prostates checked. Have you ever have you ever had a prostate exam, Natch? Uh, no. No, I'm 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 told you when you're our age we need to do them. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, take care of yourself, guys. Um let's see. I was referring to your forced weight loss and forced free time. Yeah. Well, I don't have any extra free time, Bridge. I just have my free time now with a li little bit of pain. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. Hurricanes. Hurricanes are becoming so strong that a new category is needed, um, says a study says. You know these categories. It's the Category 6 hurricane. Um, hurricane. This is coming from The Guardian. Los huracanes se vuelven tan fuertes que se necesita una nueva categoría, dice el estudio. Uh, a recent study suggests that hurricanes are intensify intensifying due to the climate crisis, necessitating the addition of a Category 6. Ah, right, so the scale went up to 5. I just invented... I, I look, look, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a weatherman. But I did just invent Category 6 hurricanes before reading the news. <laughs> to, um, uh, so they need to add a Category 6 to the current 1 to 5 scale um, of the Staffy, Staffier Simpson hurricane scale. This new category would include hurricanes with sustained winds of 192 miles per hour or more, a threshold surpassed by five storms over the past decade. Wow, we. Again, these climate denial. Oh, do I say this again? My regular spiel. Look, I will argue with you if you want to say that we humans have not contributed to climate change. I will argue with you. I believe it's true that we have tons of people out there who call me, um, uh, <laughs> you know, um, uh, a globalist shill for the corporate media, whatever. <laughs> a lot of you will argue, you know, that's not the case. It's just a cyclical uh, process within the earth. But you cannot deny that climate change is happening, friends. You know, can we really deny that? Um, my forced free time, Rob. Get those glasses checked. Ah, sorry. My bad, my bad. Um, uh, Carmen says, I agree with you, Rob, regarding public eye. Also, it's not um, a big deal to uh, attract attention for being diagnosed with cancer. 
anyway. Yeah, true. Exactly. Exactly. I get it. I get that people are annoyed that, you know, I've, I, I've lost three, four people dearly close to me. One, my best friend, my aunt, my big sister in Spain when I first moved here, a bunch of people to cancer. And obviously no one wrote newspaper articles about that. So whenever I see something like that, I do experience that pang of, well, what about what about my people, who, you know, who suffered? But look, I mean, my people weren't realistically in the public eye like um, King Charles is. And, you know, it does raise awareness for these um, these terrible diseases. So, you know. Anyway, let's continue on with this um, hurricane news. The study concluded, um, uh, by, uh, conducted, sorry, by researchers Michael Werner, and James Corsin highlights the increasing likelihood of such mega hurricanes as a result of global heating, which warms the oceans and atmosphere, providing extra energy that intensifies hurricanes. The proposal aims to raise awareness of the heightened risks proposed by the most intense storms due to climate change, despite the Staffer-Simpson scales focused on wind speed rather than severe rainfall or coastal flooding. Yeah, I don't know. It's worrying, right, that they're adding extra categories to these weather events. I mean, geez, weren't hurricanes bad enough before? Um, Vero says, today, prostate cancer is curable. My father was diagnosed as soon as his confinement was um, decreed. He underwent surgery in May. Now, almost four years later, there's no trace of it. On Saturday is his 78th birthday. Congratulations in advance, Daddy, says Vero. Can we get a Probo approved for Daddy Vero, please? Probo approved. Cancer free and 78 years young. Well, one thing about that King Charles news, they did confirm it wasn't prostate cancer. Anyway, look, as much as I dislike any royal family, any, it doesn't matter. I just feel like it's a weird thing that's outdated, you know? Do we really believe that these people, this bloodline was... You know, is sanctified by God, really? Is that where we're at today in 2024? Um, as much as I just like that, I don't wish any harm on the man or any living person, you know? Um, so, yeah, let's wish Charlie um, a speedy recovery. Sad, man. He waited 70 years to get the throne, Natch. <laughs> One year in, cancer, dude. That's some, that's some bad luck. All right, anyway. Uh, final piece of news today. Uh, good news for you dog owners like me. Um, Anti-aging pill. Un pildora anti-envejecimiento. I practiced that, Natch. Oh, it was good, right? <laughs> Too many vowels in that word, Natch. Too many vowels and inconvenient consonants. Pildora anti-envejecimiento. Para perros mayores, uh, para, para perros mayores ahora en ensayos clínicos. Anti-aging pill for senior dogs is now in clinical trials. I love my doggies, and if I could give gift them an extra ten years of life, man, I would do it tomorrow at the expense of my own well-being. Um, an anti-aging pill for senior dogs, um, known as LOY. 002 is currently undergoing clinical trials in the United States, aiming to improve the metabolic fitness and extend the healthy lifespan of dogs. Developed by the biotech company Loyal, this pill is being tested in the STAY study, which enrolls senior dogs of various sizes. As long as they weigh at least 14 pounds, they are and are at least 10 years old. Oh, my buddy will be 10 years old soon. Oi, old guy. I want to put him in the study. I would love to give him an extra 10 years of life, man. For those of you who own a dog, you know how quickly your dog becomes your family. You know? You've never had a dog, right, Natch? Not a dog, not a cat. Nothing. You went straight for kill children. No training space in between. <laughs> um... Let's see. Una pildora anti-envejecimiento. Can we get another nivelazo for, for Vero? What? Que nivelazo. You know, I still would speak bad Spanish if it weren't for Vero and, um, and Natch. So thank you. 
<laughs> People out there saying now, you think you speak good Spanish now? <laughs> anyway, let's continue. The study, which plans to enroll 1,000 senior dogs, involves giving the dogs daily flavoured chewable pill with half receiving the anti-aging pill and the other half a placebo. Participants are required to complete regular surveys and intend several checkups over a four-year period at no cost to the owner. This research not only has the potential to extend the lives of dogs, but could also lay the groundwork for developing anti-aging treatments for humans, leveraging the close biological similarities between dogs and humans in aging processes. Would you take an anti-aging pill match if there was one? Depends. I would. I wouldn't be the first one. No. <laughs> yeah. Taste it. Depends how old I was. If I was in my seventies, I'm like, well, you know, what have I got to lose now? You know what I mean? <laughs> but now, you know, mid forties. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be a little. Uh, I mean, I like this. I like the idea of anti-aging that kind of extends your lifespan. The kind of anti-aging that frustrates me. Uh, the creams. You know, anti. Get rid of those wrinkles. It's like, come on. Can we not just grow old gracefully? I, I just hate the stigma around aging. It's like the only ism that seems to be um, commonly, maybe not accepted, but tolerated is ageism, right? I, you're too old for that, Grandma. Sit down. Grandma wants to go bungee jumping. You later. <laughs> Uh, pets become a member of the family from day one, says Vero. Yeah, I agree. Carmen says, oh, suggestion for an unpopular opinion. Cloning pets is something we would be happy for. Oh, I like that. Carmen, would you pass me um, that on um, on Instagram, please? I have another one of yours that is in my list of unpopular opinions, by the way. Um, yeah, by the way, guys, share your unpopular opinion ideas with me. Um, I have a few lined up for this year already, but we will get to them all, I promise you. Okay, so there you go, guys. That's today's news. Um, uh, Anti-aging dog pills, hurricanes becoming so strong, we need uh, an extra level on the scale, and poor King Charles and his cancer diagnosis. Let's go to today's Unpopular Opinion. Unpopular Opinion. All right, friends, it's unpopular opinion time. This is uh, where we share a brain fart, un pedo cerebral, un pedo mental. Um, you guys, the decision makers, the audience joining me live in, um, in, the, uh, in the Twitch stream. Um, a bunch of you there, not many of you speaking. I don't know, don't be shy, friends. Um, you guys vote and we, uh, and we put this issue to bed. So here we go. Today's unpopular opinion is... Most self-help books only offer common sense repackaged as new advice. Recycled information and nothing new. Hmm. Is that true? La mayoría de los libros de autoayuda solo ofrecen sentido común. Reempaquetado como nuevos consejos. True or false? What do you think on this one, Natch? Where, uh, where does the sand lie for you? Mm, I wouldn't say most. I would say some. Maybe. And most, no. Yeah. Um, so you would be uh, false on this one? Yes. How do you think Instagram voted? True. You think they voted true? Sir, they did vote true. Well done. And by a lot, 88% voted true. Um, which surprise, it surprises me constantly because Instagram is the, for me, the internet's home of um, pop psychology BS. When I say BS, I mean bull crap. Because <laughs> I don't want to swear on the radio. Uh, you're a beautiful angel. You can do anything. <laughs> I mean, ugh. You know, I've, I've managed to eradicate all those profiles from my feed now. <laughs> Thank God. But yeah, it's true. I mean, Instagram for me seems to be the home of that. You know, the, the little self-help advice. You can do it. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. <laughs> And um, and it, constantly, I don't know whether that um, speaks more to my followers or the platform in general, but it's true. Yeah, Instagram agreed 88% true that most self-help books are not offering anything new. They're just offering common sense repackaged as new advice. 
Um, how are we doing? Uh, let's see. Vero says here, self-help books are just that. Texts that are written to deal with one's problems. Often the solutions to those problems come from applying common sense, which is, um, it is said, is the least common of the senses. Ooh, good point. Sam says, absolutely true. You just need to an unknown person to tell you the same your mama did. Yeah, there's some truth to that. Um, but here's, uh, here's where we get to the dilemma, friends. Even if it is true, does that take any value away from them? Or is there intrinsic value in having or being reminded of certain common sense advice? Um, as always, you know, during the, um, uh, the elf torture that preceded this morning, they provided me with some pro and cons. Let's get into those now. In the pro column, Los Pros. Um, most self-help books do indeed just offer common sense repackaged as new. Many self-help books tend to recycle the same advice and principles, such as the importance of positive thinking, goal setting and taking action. While the packaging and the storytelling might differ, the core messages often align with what many would consider common sense. The self-help industry is highly lucrative. I'm mucho pasta. Eh? There's a lot of ca cash involved in this um, highly lucrative industry, the self-help industry. And there's a constant demand for new titles. Authors and publishers might reframe existing ideas in new contexts or through compelling narratives to appeal to readers seeking the next big solution to their problems. You know, it's just take that advice you've heard a million times, figure out a way to say it again. You know, are we just contributing to an industry that is really not contributing anything to the zeitgeist, you know? Next, um, the, there are timeless and universal principles of success, happiness and fulfillment that naturally resemble common sense. Authors may tap into these enduring truths, offering them th um, through a contemporary lens, but without adding significantly to new insights. When was the last time you heard about a self-help book that actually offered anything new. The 5 a.m. club, you've never heard wake up early in the morning before in your life. Come on. Um, accessibility, repackaging common sense in an engaging, relatable, and sometimes simplified manner makes these ideas more accessible to a broader audience. While it may not be groundbreaking, it serves the purpose of reaching people who might not have encountered these concepts in their purest forms. Eee, interesting, interesting. Okay, let's get into the cons, los contras. That self-help books provide valuable, unique insights beyond common sense. Um, many self-help authors being unique, um, bring unique perspectives on how to apply common principles in various contexts, such as in the digital age or within specific industries. This contextualization can provide readers with new insights on applying timeless wisdom to modern challenges. Personal stories and research. Self-help books often include personal anecdotes, case studies, and research that can offer fresh insights and evidence-based strategies beyond what is commonly known. These stories can inspire and offer practical examples of how to implement advice in real life. Surely that cannot be ignored, right? Inspiration. Is there really anything new in the world? Is Harry Potter not just, you know, a clone of um, that that um, classical folklore of a, you know, an impoverished boy discovering greatness, vanquishing um, a powerful leader, just like Star Wars, like tons of other, you know, stories that do the same thing? Haven't Pixar made a career on telling the same story over and over again? Two mismatched friends go on an adventure and find themselves along the way. <laughs> Is there really anything new? Most modern pop songs are created with just four chords that can be repeated very, very simply. You've all seen that video, right? Is there really anything new? Isn't there value to, um, uh, to repeating certain things? To, um, uh, you know, to have those insights reminded and and be fortified with evidence and anecdotes 
Hmm. Diversity of thought. The self-help genre is vast and diverse, with books targeting almost every aspect of life, from productivity and relationships to spirituality and mental health. This diversity ensures that while some books might seem to offer common sense advice, others break new ground with innovative ideas. Finally, in this point, even if the advice seems like common sense, reading it in a structured, compelling narrative can motivate individuals to take action. Self-help books also serve as tools for accountability, offering exercises, prompts, and plans that will help readers apply the advice in their daily lives. That, I think, it might be key. But here we're not saying that there isn't value in these books. Please pay attention to that. We're not saying there's no value in them. But what we are saying is that they may be not offering anything new, maybe taking advantage of people. Hmm in this lucrative self-help industry. Guys, that's all we've got time for for the first half. I'm going to post the poll in the chat and you're going to tell me. Is it just regurgitated advice in these self-help books? So many things you could have been doing today, but instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend the time with me and the Natch, and it means the world. See you soon. Hey, guys. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professionalbohemian, and you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professionalbohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. How are we doing? Uh, welcome back to all of those of you who have joined us again in the chat. Conman in South Africa, Corporate Alligator, um, Carmen, Sam, Vero, uh, BTI, The Bridge, Eugene. My God, so many of you. How are you doing? How are you doing? If you want to join those people, join me on twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian. So we covered a ton of news stories at the top of the show and then moved swiftly into today's unpopular opinion, which is... Um, self-help books, they're not bringing anything new to the table. You know, they only offer common sense repackaged as new advice. Um, la, la mayoría de los libros de autoayuda solo ofrecen sentido común reempaquetado como um, nuevos consejos. So, Instagram seemed to be um, very, very in favor of this unpopular opinion. We'll see what the chat says um, very, very soon, the decision makers in the audience. Uh, but first, let's read some comments we got. You guys were on fire while I was uh, busy there um, giving you the pros and cons. Um, all right, Carmen says, I actually hesitated when I saw it. I don't even think there is always common sense in these books. There are more a result of fashion and often trends to misread, mislead readers. Um, I mean, common sense from the 80s is not the same as common sense from the 90s. Wow, true story. True story in books like um, How to Make Friends and Influence People. A lot of that kind of advice to become a more prolific or become more prolific in, in terms of uh, making business connections. I would consider, I mean, I probably would have considered in the 80s. I would have probably been the same person, but it's quite gross, right? <laughs> you know, there are ideas, you know, that do are transversal, you know, to be, to try and be a more confident person, I guess. But yeah, isn't now the idea that, you know, we're supposed to accept ourselves rather than better ourselves? They understand that we are beautiful angels. Isn't that the new trend? You know? <laughs> uh, anyway, let's continue. Sam says, it doesn't take... Um, it doesn't take any value. Some, as same as placebos, they are useful. Plus, um, many people are short on common sense. True story there. Um, uh, Carmen says <laughs> the people who wrote the com uh, the the pro column were self help book writers, and I reminded her no, it was the elves, <laughs> the 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 self help elves. Um, let's see, corporate alligator. If you are getting advice from others, is it self-help or just help? Oh, can we get a Probo approved? Probo approved. 
That's true. If you're getting advice from a book, you're hardly helping yourself, are you? <laughs> uh, you you get it. You know what it means. This one will blow your mind. If you're if you go into a bookshop and you can't ha ask, if you can't find the self help section, Natch, is it defying the purpose if you ask someone where it is, <laughs> or should you you know find it yourself? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. All right. Anyway, so that's what the where the chat's head was at. Let's um, uh, let's look at some uh, messages. I got a lot of messages about this, so I'm only going to read a few. Leo says, honestly, most self-help books are just a remix of the same old ideas. Mia writing to us again. She says, I see where you're coming from, but I think there's value in repetition. Yeah. But how many books do you need to be encouraged to buy that say the same, say the same thing, Mia? Do you know what I mean? I mean, sure... I mean, what is new? Are you always seeing the same narrative played out in cinema and whatnot? Yeah, no. Yeah, I guess. But the the journey is the same. I, I, it feels like a bit of a cheat to me when it's pushed to you as pop psychology. This unpopular opinion came about because I did prepare a bunch of unpopular opinions over Christmas when I was in the UK. And it came about because I went to a bookstore in the UK and I like books on sociology and psychology, right? So, you know, I, I, that's the kind of thing that motivate me. And I was, I, the, the sociology section was basically just one shelf. The self-help section, that was like a wall. Unbelievable. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, Derek, it's all about the bottom line. If a book can give me one piece of advice that improves productivity or results, it's worth it. That's, you know, that's true. And it's not just about the advice, right, in these books. It's also about how to implement them in your life, you know? And surely that, if it were easy, you'd already be doing it. Hmm. Uh, and Tasha finally says, I get that a lot of self-help seems like repackaged advice, but it isn't it all, isn't all art kind of like that? Taking something old and making it new? A fair point as well. Yeah, again, we're not arguing about the value of these books. We're arguing about um, what novelty they actually bring to the table. Are they just saying, regurgitating the same advice over and over again? You know, I would argue that, you know, possibly they are. Sam says, usually people who buy this kind of book have a lot of, um, have a lot of them. So instead of doing the change, they read the solutions, but do nothing. You could say that about any education, though. I mean, arguably, self-help is an education in better managing your own, um, you know, yourself, right? And in any education. I mean, we have, um, uh, in, the, in the company where I work, we, uh, we teach English, right? Even Richard Vaughan says to me, <laughs> or has said to me, I don't know if you've heard this nugget from Richard Vaughan Natch, is people don't buy books to learn English, to read them. They buy them to put them on a shelf and feel good about the fact that they've done something to improve their English. Have you heard about, they heard that before? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Sam. I completely agree with you. I went through a period in my, um, in my 20s when I was going through a real transitional stage. You know, I, was, I went cold turkey drinking. I just got into university. I was really struggling academically. You know, and um, and I bought a few self-help books to, you know, better engage with people I considered more intelligent than me, you know, to feel better about my own level of education at that time because I'd lied my way into university for, for several things. And I bought a, a, a few self-help books. Did I read them? Did I? Hell. <laughs> no, I went to counseling and a, and a real person helped me, um, you know, helped me get on the on the correct track. But there they were on my shelf, looking at me, and through osmosis, <laughs> I consumed that advice through the skin while I slept, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and that was the last time I ever bothered buying a self-help book. I mean, man, that's just me, though. I mean, I'm again, look, I'm, I'm not the, um, I'm certainly not the rule. Um, probably I'm in the mi minority here. I mean, you tell me, have you ever bought a self-help book? Did it, did it actually help? Did you even read it? I'd be interested to know that. 
Um, so if they feel good, well, well done for the books, says Sam. Yeah, or the authors, really. I mean, I don't know. It seems that there's something for me that feels predatory in nature about the self-help industry. Does that make sense, Natch? There's something that feels predatory about it. So you're taking people who are vulnerable, they need help, and you're just regurgitating the same advice over and over again just to basically enrich yourself. It feels predatory when there is nothing actionably new within there. However, again, on the other side of the argument, you would argue, well, look, um, receiving the same advice, if it's good advice over and over again, well, that's good, isn't it? Isn't there value in that? And it's not just about the advice. It's being inspired by anecdotes from the author and being given tips to actively implement that advice in your own complicated life. Hmm. And then self-help. Wow, doesn't that cover a wide gambit of things? You know, from motivation to, to relationships, to your career, to dealing with depression, anxiety, self-improvement. I mean, there are tons of kind of self-help avenues to explore. Hmm, interesting. Let's go back to the chat. Corporate Alligator says, The real danger of reading too much self-help is fooling yourself that you're improving your life while doing so. Yeah, that's a real good point, right? Because if you don't action, take action on those um, on those books that you're reading, then you're really not improving anything. Maybe your spelling and grammar <laughs> because you're reading, but that's about it. Uh, Carmen says, there's something sinister about receiving advice and not being able to establish a dialogue. Um, seeing a counselor is much more healthy, says um, Carmen. Yeah, I found it so. I mean, look, I didn't read none of the books. I read like the first few pages and just felt like it was empty. You know, I had questions. I'm a naturally skeptical person, as you know, if you've um, listened to the show for any um, extended amount of time. Sam says, I absolutely agree with you, Rob. Plus, they create new vulnerabilities to sell books based on the same tips over and over again. True story. It does feel a little sinister is the word. Who said sinister, Carmen? Predatory. I mean, I'm sure not every self-help book is written so cynically, but surely a few are. What did you guys say? So I said that most self-help books, um, they really don't offer any new advice. They just regurgitate the same advice over and over again and repackage it as new. You guys said... ...88% true! My God! The stars of us have aligned, Natch. <laughs> and the chat actually agreed with Instagram 100%, down to the number. Have you changed your mind at all, having um, heard the pros and cons? Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing at all? No. Do you, are you, um, do you consume these uh, self-help books? Yes, I've read some, and some are crap, and some are very good. Yeah. It's like everything. I mean, the, I don't know, has the, did the Rolling Stones, did do something new with the last album? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. But Rip, yeah. maybe the combination of the same chords, like put it in different positions with different words. Like maybe you have your the best song is from the last album. And it's possible. But it's definitely not new. But maybe that's the same thing with help books. And maybe someone tells you things in another different way and like clicks or makes a click in your head. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Sage advice there from the Oracle. So we'll close down today's um, unpopular opinion with this. Look, um, like it or not, self-help books um, form a can like belong in the canon of literature. Go to any bookshop, you'll see the self-help section. It's massive, and it forms part of this canon of of literature that we possess, humans, um, uh, some knowledge can, is contained within, and a bit little section, a corner of that, belongs to self-help, right? Now, whether you believe it's sinister, whether you believe it's a little predatory, as, as you know, so quite often I do, especially when I see the, just the amount, the, the volume of these things, you can't deny that people take a lot of positive things out of them, those that do actually read them. Now, it's easy for me and you guys to be cynical, right? 
these, um, call them predatory, call them um, useless. Not everyone can afford to go to counselling. I mean, God, I went to counselling at university because it was free. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and if you're in a, um, a point of desperation, you pick up a book. Is there really anything wrong with that? Is there anything wrong with really repeating the same information that you've read before? Repackage it in a different way, giving people better tips and advice. I mean, who are we? Isn't art in its very nature subjective? So to sit here and say, no, it's all bad, um, I think would be a little ignorant of me. But you know what, friends? That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. And as Grandpa Bo would say, opinions, friends, they're like buttholes. Everyone has one, and they all stink. Let's move on to today's 100 Humans. All right, friends, let's just wrap up here. Someone said, um, uh, sinister, unsettling, and obscure, yes. However, no one reads philosophy. Oh, I do like a little philosophy, too. Yeah, I mean, look... I <laughs> Isn't self-help a little bit of philosophy, sociology, and psycho psychology just mixed together in and repackaged in a in a way that's more palatable to the layman? You know what I mean? Here's the thing: like I can say I don't like self-help books, but I have to recognize I'm just one human commenting commenting on a form of art that I personally don't like. You know, that doesn't make it bad. I don't like Spanish music either. It doesn't make it bad. It just may, means that I have a, a set of particular tastes. I think that's where we, um, I think that's where it is, really. Decaffeinated philosophy, yes, says Carmen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, false hope syndrome, says Corporate Alligator. You guys were really inspired by today's um, unpopular opinion, which is why this morning I asked 100 humans to name a reason someone might buy a self-help book. Nombra una razón por, le, lo, para, por la que alguien podría comprar un libro de autoayuda. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. As always, we turn our attention to the oracle. Natch, what do you think? I don't know, maybe because someone is depressed. Depressed. Depression. Is depression depression there? Um, a few people on Instagram, I, I got a ton of messages here. A few people on Instagram said um, depression. Izzy, that I can see right now. Is depression there? Yes, it is. Well done. Depression is there. 10 of 100 humans said depression. It is in third place. All right. Um, let me just say a big thank you to B. Lopez, Coco Lavender, Raz, um, Izzy, KND, Y, uh, Materia Oscura, Nessa Vanessa, Gemma Racino, La Chica de la Segunda Fila, Ravdos, Ana Kazan. My God, I have to scroll a lot today. Vero, Pedro, Al Azuldan, and many, many more for interacting on Instagram. Um, guys, you, you did God's work today. <laughs> There's a ton of messages here. All right, let's see. Um, the chat says, uh, for a gift. <laughs> Why would you buy a self-help book? For a gift? That's a great answer, man. Is it there? No, it's not. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> it's not. Uh, but, uh, but you know, he's playing 3D chess, is Sam. Can we give, um, can we give Sam uh, Probo approved? Robo approved. Eugene, great one here. This is actually a self-help book that I bought as well. The Easy Way to Stop Smoking by Something Car. I can't remember his name. Because I studied a little of, a little um, cognitive psychology, I could see exactly what he was doing in the book. He says, yeah, anyway. It didn't work, obviously. <laughs> um, to Quit Smoking. Is it there? No, it's not. Wop, wop, wop. Um, okay, let's continue. Personal growth, says um, says Corporate Alligator. Personal growth. You might say um, self-improvement, right? Like improvement, improving yourself. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done, Corporate Alligator. It's the number one answer. 
Here we go. If anything, if this gives you anything, guys, this should give you an insight into the positive aspects of these books. Something that I quite often need to be reminded of because I can be quite, um, <laughs> you know, opinionated on this matter. Anyway, so improvement, 32 of 100 humans um, said improvement. Well done. Number one answer. Let's continue. Because you broke up with your partner, says Carmen. <laughs> I would suggest different kind of books for that. <laughs> they have pictures. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to get messages about that, Natch. All right. Anyway, because you broke up with your partner. So relationship for relationship advice. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Wow. You guys are absolutely on fire today. Well done. Relationship advice is there. Four of 100 humans said that. <laughs> uh, I quit smoking with that book, says Eugene. Oh, God, I didn't. It's because he says at the beginning of the book, continue smoking while you're reading the book. And at that moment in time, I was just super into um, neuro-linguistic programming and cognitive psychology. I was teaching public speaking at the time. I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's continue. Um, relationships, a corporate alligator as well. Well done. Let's let's take a, a little look at what people said in um, on Instagram. Uh, to look good on the bookshelves, <laughs> says Athol Dan. Come on. Um, because you're frustrated, says Pedro. To get advice, external advice. To stop smoking, drinking, or overeating, says Ravdos. Um, a fear of public speaking. Wow, that's um, uh, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. In fact, did we say anxiety, Natch? Have we said anxiety? No, right? Sam in the audience said anxiety. Is it there? Of course it is. Well done. Well done. Nine of 100 humans, fourth place. Hmm. Um... Uh, Rabdos also said anxiety and social awkwardness. Um, to improve one's perceived shortcomings. Improvement, yeah, it's there. Um, exercise to get fit. To improve memory is a good one. Anger management is a good, um, good one. La Chica de la Segunda Fila says, despite these books offer common sense advice, sometimes we need to be reminded of that. Great. True story. Um, to deal with divorce. Yeah, true story. Relationships. Okay. To quit smoking, says Raz. To understand other people's behavior. B. Lopez says be, to be boring. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, let's see. Mia here said, out of curiosity. You know, you see it on there in the bookshop. You think, why not? Why not? Curiosity. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Jeez. Mia, I was worried how I was going to make a clue for that one, so I'm so glad someone got it. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, God, we're going to miss today's thing. Relationships. You mean you men mean page three of the sun, says Copper Alligator. No, I don't. Because it's popular, you want to fit in, says Copper Alligator. Fighting phobias. Yeah. That's a good one, but sadly, not there. Let me give you a clue. Okay, sometimes, you know, you don't want to get something done, so you need this. Oh, I don't want to go to the gym today. Oh, I don't want to, you know, work on my side project today. What is it you need, Natch? He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even listening to the damn show, guys. So, you know, you sometimes you, you don't feel lazy. But you, you don't want to do something. So you need this to go to the gym, to do an extra side project. What's the word I'm looking for? Motivation. Motivation. Well done. Carmen says procrastination to fight procrastination. Well done. It's there. And finally, um, another reason people might read a self-help book is not to improve in their personal life, but in something else. What am I talking about, Natch? Not your personal life, not your physical health. Uh, I don't know. Your relationships? No, 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 no. no. Your heart. Myself, we'll see. What kind of advice they might they be looking for? Medical, I don't know. Not social life, as they say in the chat. Not money. Okay, the answer was career, guys. <laughs> career. 
All right, well done. I asked people why someone might buy a self-help book. In position number seven. We had curiosity. In position number six. Relationships. In position number five. Career. In position number four. Uh, um, anxiety. In position number three. Depression. In number two. Motivation. And finally, number one. Improvement. Okay, let's go to 100 human. Uh, complete the news real quick. Complete the news. Okay, we have to be quick with this one, guys. This is complete the news. I'm going to give you a real news headline with some information missing. Your job in the chat is to identify that missing information with the three options I give you. All right, here we go. A Macclesfield restaurant, Macclesfield is in the north of England, a Macclesfield vegan restaurant to blank due to rising costs. Un restaurante vegano de Macclesfield blank debido a coste, a cre, crecientes costos. A los crecientes costos. Is it A, to close down, uh, cerrar? Is it B, to serve meat, servir carne? Or is it C, to become a petting zoo, convertirse en un zoo, zoo de mascotas, zoológico de mas, mascotas, oh. un zoo. Okay, Macclesfield vegan restaurant, un restaurante vegano, to blank due to rising costs. Is it A, close down, B, serve meat, or C, become a petting zoo, zoo de mascotas? What do you think, Natch? Mm, B. You think to serve meat? Looking at the chat, um, and I see a, I see C's, a B. It's a tie between B and C. B is in the lead. Okay, let's see. Macclesfield vegan, re- vegan Restaurant 2. It was to serve meat. <laughs> yeah, this... Um, uh, yeah, this piece of news coming from the BBC, true story, a vegan restaurant in Macclesfield has announced its decision to add meat and dairy options to its menu in response to the cost of living uh, crisis and challenging um, difficult, um, challenging conditions for the owner. Yeah, sad news, man. It's too expensive to be vegan, really? Oh, my God. All right, friends, that's all we've got time for in today's show. There are so many things you could have been doing today, but instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me in the Natch, and it means the world. See you in a few minutes. (laughs) 